Hello everybody, you're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons and I'm coming to you today from Legacy Church in beautiful Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where our good God has done good things, he's doing great things, and greater things are yet to come. We want to invite you to come check out Legacy Church. Come see what God is doing in this place. I mean, week after week after week, we are ha we're having a party. We are having a party and you are invited. I'm telling you, the anointing in this place is getting stronger by the week. God is doing such wonderful things in this church, in this church family. We're seeing miracles pop in all the time. People are reporting uh, miracles of healings and deliverances and restoration in their family. We've had debt cancellations like you've never seen before. And it's all happening in this place. God is truly doing good things. You know, Sarah and I, back in 2000. 18, I believe it was, 17, 18. She and I were living in Texas. We had our ministry and our family there. And we came up here to Colorado Springs to seek the Lord. We, we ha our hearts were stern about moving here. We didn't know where it was, when it was, but we came to seek him. And at a time of prayer, the Lord led us in scripture here to the book of Ephesians chapter three. And let me just read something to you from verse 21. It's a simple verse. He said, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. To him be glory in the church. And when the Lord showed us that, we knew that we had a scriptural foundation for the church that he was calling us to start here. And I believe that God has honored that heart and we are having church full of the glory of God and to him be all the glory for it. So we invite you to come see it for yourself. Come experience it for yourself. Come look at this beautiful place that God has put us in. Bring the family. Enjoy some time through the week. This is a great place to vacation. If you've never been to this area of Colorado, you need to come check it out. It's gorgeous. This is God's country. We invite you to join us in person. If you can't make it in person, you can always join us live online every Sunday morning as well. All the information you need is right there on your screen. Visit us online for church address information, service times. Come be a part of the great things God is doing here at Legacy Church. We love you. Let's get into the word together. But just listen, we'll stir some faith on the inside of you. Matthew chapter 20, verse 34, talks to us about two blind men that were crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Matthew 21, verses 19 through 22, seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? Now notice this. What really blew these guys away was not that the fig tree withered. It's that the fig tree withered so soon. The time thing. They had seen Jesus work with his words. They had seen and witnessed him speak and things happen. But this time he's speaking to an inanimate object. And it says immediately with it withered. And they just had such a hard time with the time factor immediately it withered. And they said, how did this happen so soon? And Jesus said to them, Jesus answered and said to them, it happened because I'm the son of God. So don't you try to do this. Is that what he said? No. He said, assuredly, I say to you, if you 
have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Come on, is Jesus telling these guys, telling us we can do the same thing? We can expect the same kind of results? <laughs> See, I'm telling you, our expectation's low. You can tell it. Come on, we got to get this up a little bit. Is Jesus telling them? Is he saying to them, now, don't you try this. I'm special. I'm God's anointed. I'm his son. That's the reason I can do these things. Did he say anything like that? No. When they said, how'd that happen? And how'd that happen so soon? He talked to them about their faith. He said, if you have faith, if you have faith, and if you will do what you saw me do, you will get the same kind of results. What kind of results? Immediate. Immediate. It's a supernatural acceleration. The Bible goes on. Listen to this from Mark chapter 5. And this is just a few of these. Down around verse 27, we read about a woman who had been sick for 12 years. See, we, we're given the time factor here. But when she heard about, about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. What's the next word? Come on, church. I know you're here. What's the next word? Immediately. Now, if you just like waiting a long time for stuff, then you don't got to respond to any of this today. You just sit there. We'll be out in a few minutes. But if there's anybody else interested in some supernatural acceleration, then what you and I are going to have to do is jack up our expectation about it. Because the big reason we have not been experiencing it is because we haven't been expecting it. So if you want to start expecting it, you're going to have to let the word set the expectation. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment, and said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Come on, what's the next word? Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. This chronic disease she'd had for 12 years how long did it take to get it healed? Another 12 years. Another 10 years. Another few months. Not even another few seconds. Immediately, she felt it. She knew it. She had proof of it. That fountain of blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus... Immediately, knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? All these things happened, just like Amos said, one right on the heels of another. Luke chapter 4, verse 39. Jesus comes into Peter's mother-in-law's house where she's laying sick with a fever. The Bible says he stood over her and rebuked the fever. Now, did you notice this? He didn't talk to Peter's mother-in-law. He wasn't talking to anybody else in the room. What was he talking to? The fever. He spoke to the fever. What was he speaking to back in the book of Matthew? And we see it in Mark chapter 11. He talked to a tree. Now you start doing this, and people who kind of had an idea that maybe you were crazy, 
are going to be fully convinced you are crazy. But what did Jesus say? When they said, how'd you do that, Jesus? How'd that happen so fast? He told them, if you have faith, you will do the same thing that was done to this tree. Not only that, he said, you can speak to this mountain. Now, nobody go start talking to these mountains. I like these mountains we have around our church. I think these are pretty mountains. But if you got some other mountains in your life you don't want there, what do you need to be doing? Now, we take this stuff for granted, but do you know in, in churches all over the world right now, preachers are telling people all about how God will give you strength to climb the mountain. He never told you to climb the mountain. He told you to speak to it. Talk to it. Get your faith going here. Get some words coming out of your mouth. Huh? And you can fully expect that mountain will take six to eight weeks to crumble. Well, some mountains are tall and they take years. Hey, we're going to believe for as long as it takes, but I'm prompted right now that I need to start expecting immediately, suddenly. Amen? So Jesus speaks not to any other person. He speaks to the fever. And he rebuked the fever. I ain't even done with this. Notice he didn't even talk to God. He didn't see the fever and start talking to God. See, this is what people are doing. Oh God, the fever. Oh God, the cancer. Oh God, the pain. Oh God, the lack. Jesus didn't even talk to God. What he talked to? The fever. He spoke to the fever. And can fevers hear? Well, let's find out. He rebuked the fever and it left her. And immediately she rose and served them. John chapter 5. Can you take a couple more of these? This is about the man at the pool of, the, of Bethesda. Jesus had asked him, do you want to be made well? He launched into a series of excuses. But Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And what happened? Immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Immediately this happened. Now people read this and they think, okay, that's easy. That was Jesus. That was Jesus. How can we expect to do that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You're wrong, but I'm glad you brought it up. Because Acts chapter 2 and all throughout the book of Acts talks about suddenlies, talks about immediatelies. Does anybody remember this suddenly from Acts chapter 2 verse 2? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Suddenly it happened. Acts chapter 3. When Peter and John were walking into the temple, there was a man who had been, uh, was lame and been laid there every day. You know the story. Peter said to him, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. This is all time being compressed. See, God designed the human body and put a measure of healing already in it. We know this because when you were a child and you fell and you scraped your knee or your elbow, 
you don't still have that scrape. You're not still bleeding from your elbow because you fell off your bike 32 years ago. What happened? Well, that healed up. Oh, it did what now? It healed up. God put that in the body. Our bodies have a measure of that life, that power, that quickening working in them. Do you want to know what a miracle is? You take the days or weeks or months that it took for you to heal, and a miracle is all that jammed into immediately, crammed into a moment, a second of time. It is a suddenly. And that's what happened for this man. He was born this way, had lived his life this way, lame for 40 years. That's a long time to be lame. But what happened immediately? Peter looked at him and he said, what I do have and what he's got, he got back in Acts chapter 2 when suddenly a sound came from heaven and it filled the room where they waited and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's what he's got now. And a chapter later he says, now that I've got that, I'm going to give you some of it. And what he's got, what came to him suddenly, he's now given to somebody else and they're receiving it suddenly and immediately the man's feet and ankle bones receive strength and the Bible says he went walking and leaping and praising God. Should we be willing to stand and believe God for, for, for manifestations of healing no matter how long it takes? Yes. Be willing to believe. You're going to believe big? Stand long. But you know what Brother Hagin said this years ago? He said, if you're willing to stand forever, you won't be standing long. If you're willing to stand forever, you won't be standing long. Abraham was willing to stand for eternity which makes 10 years seem like nothing, right? And this man who was laid at this temple had a 40-year condition in his body. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he went walking, he went leaping and praising God. Acts chapter 9, verse 34. Peter said to him, Ananias, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. And he arose immediately. Acts chapter 9, verse 17. Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on Paul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road has, uh, as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized. Acts chapter 16, verse 18, talks to us about uh, Paul being out on the road in ministry and this young girl who was possessed by a spirit of divination was following them around, crying out over and over, these men are servants of the Most High God. Let's listen to them. But it wasn't God speaking through her. It says in verse 18, this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, <laughs> greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. So is this stuff that's just relegated to the ministry of Jesus? No, we're seeing it all through the life and the ministry of the apostles, in Peter, in Paul, in, in others. Immediately, he came out that very hour. I like this one. You might be 
ready to shout and sing after this one. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. What's the next word? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Sarah, I think somebody ought to write a song about that. <laughs> Suddenly, there was an earthquake. Immediately, the doors were opened. Suddenly, there was an earthquake and immediately, the doors were opened. What preceded all that? These guys are locked up in prison. They're chained to the wall. But instead of whining and griping and complaining and crying, they're singing, praising God with hymns. And what happens? Suddenly, the earth begins to shake. All at once, the doors fling open wide. And we're standing on the other side, singing songs of faith and songs from heaven. Somebody ought to write these lyrics down. These are good. Somebody say it. Suddenly, Suddenly. and immediately. Now, in case you're slow, that's the title of my message. <laughs> Suddenly, say it again. Suddenly. And, immediately. and immediately. See, we're talking about supernatural acceleration. But the reason we haven't been experiencing more of these things is because we haven't been expecting these things. We have limited the life of faith to things that just take a long time. We've just assumed that believing God means I'm going to have to believe for a very, 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 very long time. And listen, if you've got to believe from now to the day you die or Jesus comes back, time's passing, you might as well be believing anyway. But it's time for us to stir up some expectation. I am right now changing my mentality. I'm changing the way I think and I'm changing the way I speak. See, we've got to change the way we've been thinking. We've been putting everything off to someday. Someday. And you'll notice religion does this. Puts everything off to someday. Oh, someday God's gonna. Someday God will do this. Someday God will do that. And, and religion and tradition puts everything off till someday. But you know what? I'm changing that. I'm changing it for me. We're changing it in this church. I'm not going to think someday, you know what I'm going to start saying? Any day now. Any day now. Any moment of any day. And that's my answer to any question. That's my answer to the question of, when, well, when is God going to do that? Any day now. What is that? That's expectation. Expectation. Any day now. Somebody say it. Any day now. That needs to be your answer. When some critical or unbelieving person wants to know, well, when is that going to happen? You've been talking this talk for a long time. Well, when's that going to happen? And what, and what do you say? Any day now. Oh, any day. Any moment. Any day now. Well, when, when are you, uh, you, you talk all this talk about healing. When's that healing uh, going to show up in your body? And what's the answer? Well, someday, you know, I, I know God can. No. What's the answer? Any day. Any day. That shows expectation. The word the Bible uses for expectation 
is the word hope. We don't often use the word hope in the same way the Bible uses it, but we got to change the way we use it. When people, you hear them talk about hope, is this going to happen for you? Is, is God going to do this? Well, you know, I sure hope so. That's not Bible hope. That's them saying, I really want him to. I really wish he would. But that's not hope. Put a Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 on the screen for us. You've heard this before. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for. That word substance literally means foundation. And the word hope literally means expectation. So faith is not the substance of things you wish would happen. Faith is not the substance of things you really, 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 really want to happen. Faith is the substance, the foundation for what you are confidently expecting to happen. Notice faith is the what? The foundation. Hope is the expectation. Your expectation must have a foundation. And faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in his word is the foundation that we build our expectation on. Faith is the foundation. Hope is your expectation. Again, it's not your wishing. It's not your wanting. You are confidently expecting. I am confidently expecting healing in this body. Where do you get the right? Where do you get the confidence to expect healing? My faith in Jesus. My faith in his word, my confidence in him gives my expectation a foundation. Amen. So we're changing the way we're thinking and the way we're talking about these things. We're not putting, we're not putting healing way off out into the future. We're not putting provision way off out into the future. We're expecting it. And we are expecting it any day. In my mind, it's like a woman who's about, you know, 38, 39 weeks pregnant. And what's happening? She is expecting any day now. Any day now. Wow, are you having a baby? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, no, you are. We can tell. There's a confident expectation. Now, this is another message, but notice what goes with that expectation. Nine months of preparation. That's what faith does. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. And I don't care if you've been in faith a day, a week, a month, or a year. What you need to be doing through all that time is preparing, preparing. What are you preparing for? What I'm expecting. I'm getting ready because it's coming. It's coming. Well, when is it coming? Any day now. Any day now. So let me ask you, this healing that you've been believing God for, when's that going to show up in your body? What's the answer? Any day. Jesus bought it. He paid for it. It's done. I believe it. I'm expecting it. Any day now. What about that promotion you've been needing, you've been wanting, you've been believing God for? When are you going to get promoted? Well, you know, I mean, I guess whenever in God's timing, no. You need to get your expectation up. I'm expecting it. Hmm? Any day now. Let me try this one on you. When's that building going to be paid for? When's that church getting paid off? 
well, you know, we started the project six months ago, and we've had X amount of dollars come in then. So if you take that amount and you divide it by the months, it shows that we've got this much more to go. So I think this project will be paid off in, or you can, you can jack up some expectation with me, get your hopes way up high, and say this place is getting paid off any day now, any day now, immediately. We're at our destination. Come on, is this being stirred up in anybody? In, any day now. Any day now. This is the way we're supposed to be living concerning everything. Most especially the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are told to be watching, right, for his return. And people for 2,000 years, you know what they've been saying about Jesus coming back? Any day now. Now, that's a long time to stand. We are part of a church that's been standing and believing for his return. And people since the day he left, including the 12 disciples, including the, the 120 in the upper room, including the thousands that the, the church grew by in the following days, including this church in here today, we've all been saying, when's Jesus coming back? Any day. Well, that's a long time to stand. Don't you think if he was going to come back, he would have? No, nah, he's coming back any day now. And we're watching for him and we're waiting for him because we are, I'm expecting. I am expecting the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are supposed to be living with that expectation every single day of our lives. My great-grandmother I was one of the only grandkids, great-grandkids, that really got time around my great-grandparents. My, 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 my sister and my cousins got some, but they were so much younger when they passed away. But I really got to spend a lot of time with Nani and Granddad. And my great-grandmother, she was a prayer. She was an intercessory prayer warrior. I'm telling you, she would pray night and day at times. And she was famous in our family and among those she ministered to for always talking about Jesus coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. And she would say to our family at the beginning of the year, this is the year. This is the year Jesus is coming back. And my papa would say to her, mother, you said that last year. Yeah, I know, but he's coming back this year. I know it's this year. And the next year would come around and she'd say, Jesus is coming this year. Oh, he's coming this year. And the family would say, Nani, you said that last year. Yeah, but he's coming this year. That generation lived with such an expectation. They came up with some funny things about it, honestly. They, they would tell people, now, you don't want to go watch them movies in that theater. Is that where you want to be when Jesus comes back? <laughs> you don't want to be in that, that godless theater when Jesus comes. They lived with this constant expectation of Jesus coming back. You know we're supposed to be living with that today? Amen. Every day. When is he coming back? Any day. Any day. And we do this around our house. Our kids talk all the time about Jesus coming back. Our son, our daughter, our 13-year-old, our 10-year-old, they're constantly talking about Jesus coming back. And we talk about things we're going to do in the future or places we're going to go or, 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 or trips we're going to take. And we kind of talk about it, but then they'll say, yeah, but, you know, Jesus will probably be back before that. 
Justice and I were talking, I guess a year or so ago, and he's really into sports and he's watching football and he's got his fantasy football team. And so he watches all the trades and the players and where they're going to different teams. And, and I asked him, I got to ask him these questions. I said, well, where did, that, where did that one quarterback go? He's not playing for that team anymore. It's like, no, he got traded. He got traded to this other team and they traded him for two first round picks in 2024. But then he goes, but Jesus is going to be back before that. When's he coming, church? Any day. Any day. That's called living with expectation.